0: You want to get as close to sunlight as possible. I know we just said it's not always your fault, but in this case, it would be. In this episode of Beans Talk, we will be discussing herb ailments or sicknesses. So up until this point, we have focused more on the happy aspect of keeping your critter happy and healthy. We've walked you through how to build their enclosure, what they need to eat, what you can do to make sure that they enjoy living with you. But now we're going to focus more on the healthy aspect. What to do to make sure they don't get sick, what happens when they do get sick, and we're going to go over some of the most common ailments or sicknesses for herps. Yeah, so
1: a quick disclaimer for uh, young audience members, it could be a little graphic, not terribly graphic, but some of these sicknesses are not pretty. No. We won't be describing them in detail, but it may be a bit much for children. Be aware that there are some graphic things in this episode.
0: PG rating. To kick off today's episode, we're going to talk about common ailments of herpes and what causes them. I had originally planned to include treatments you could do from home, but after digging into it and doing a little more research, there's very little you can do at home other than preventative measurements. If your critter contracts any of these illnesses or ailments, you need to seek out veterinarian help. One that knows how to take care of herps. Yeah. And not
1: all vets are trained in herpetological medicine.
0: Right, so if you own herps, know where your nearest one is. Like for us, our nearest one's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. That's quite the drive. Yeah, just know where your nearest one is and know where your nearest vet is in case it's a, I don't have time to drive two and a half hours to the vet. First off, we have ear infections. Those don't sound bad and you think, oh, I can treat this from home. But sadly for herp friends, ear infections come in the form of abscess, which is a pus-filled pocket and it'll be around their ear or in their ear and it has to be cut open and drained and the sac has to be removed to properly handle it so this will need veterinarian care it's a surgery yeah and i know you can probably google it and do it from home don't yeah you could nick
1: one of the many arteries veins there could be an infection
0: these are typically caused by stress um lack of cleanliness in the enclosure and i don't mean like Oh, it's been a few days and my turtles pooped a few times. I mean, like extreme uncleanliness, like if your turtle's not up against the glass or at the surface of the pond, you can't see them from how dirty the water is.
1: Well, it's not just aquatic
0: turtles, though. No. And it's not just turtles at all, but they mostly affect aquatic and semi-aquatic turtles. Yeah. Real big and turtles and tortoises in general. Yeah. A good way to prevent these is stay on top of your cleaning routine Just don't let it get so bad that people look at it and go, is there something alive in there? And make sure to remove any stressors. And just like the abscess that we talked about, or the box turtle we rescued having last week, these can be caused by a vitamin A deficiency. That doesn't mean you need to go buy vitamin A and shove it down your critter's throat. Just if you notice they are getting your infection, have your veterinarian run some blood work, and see if they are vitamin A deficient, and if you do need to add that in. It doesn't hurt to add the vitamin A into the diet, though. No, and they sell multivitamins that you can sprinkle on your critter's food. Yeah. It doesn't give them more than they gonna, need. It's not going to kill them. It gives them the amount of vitamins they need for their daily diet. This next one we move on to, it's a little worse, and it's the only one, in my opinion, that you can treat from mm-hmm. home. I'm going to butcher this name, cloacitis. It's a inflammation of the vent, which is the place where they urinate where they let out their feces and in most herbs, it's also where they hold their reproductive parts. And most of the time this inflammation is caused by a blockage and you can go in there, you can clean out the blockage and just keep an eye on it. If the swelling doesn't go down, that means there's an infection in there along with the blockage and you will need to go to a vet. But it can also be caused by stones and fecal matter are the two biggest blockages. And then there's also a chance that if you have one that lives in a sandy environment, they can kick sand up in there and that gets stuck. Yeah. If you notice there's inflammation, check the vent. They're going to they're gonna score and they're going to struggle. Go back to our animal handling episode figure out how to handle that. Clean out any blockages you see and just keep an eye on it throughout the next few days to see if the inflammation's going down. Again, oh, another way to prevent this is proper diet. Because if they have a proper diet, they're not going to get those kidney stones. They're not going to get constipation hopefully it could be another issue that's causing that constipation for the most part if you keep your enclosure clean they're not going to get that sand and dirt kicked up in there because there's probably nothing causing them to dig like that to where they would very few deaths happen because of this and the deaths that do occur in my opinion would be from neglect or an extreme case yeah and a lot of these that happen would be from neglect like you've just not cared about your critter enough to even look at them because there's some pretty common symptoms amongst all of them the biggest ones being them being very lethargic or maybe moving around but not with a lot of energy general i'm sick symptoms coughing sneezing diarrhea so a lot of these you can catch early on before they get bad enough to actually hurt your critter just because your critter caught this doesn't mean you're a bad critter owner Sometimes things just happen. I know we just said it's not always your fault, but in this case it would be. Herpes virus. It's a very common ailment amongst reptiles. They, you can contract it from your critter, so be very careful when handling them. Use gloves if you think they have herpes. The biggest symptoms is sores on the mouth and blisters around the mouth area or in their mouth. The biggest herpes affected by it are turtles and tortoises. They catch it out in the wild. In captivity, this one's largely caused by massive amount of uncleanliness, especially with fecal matter and foods such as like fruits and vegetables left out to rot and things like that.
1: Yeah, well, from time to time, everybody forgets something. Yeah. This would be more extreme cases, like you just leave it for weeks.
0: Yeah, like it has to be, oh, I haven't touched the enclosure in like two months. Yeah. So this one can be prevented by getting on a cleaning schedule making sure everything's clean, removing excess food, making sure your critter's not consuming their fecal matter. And we'll actually talk later in this episode about how detrimental letting them consume their feces can be.
1: Yeah, what are some other symptoms of, of this?
0: Well, other than the mouse sores, it's the generic ones we just talked about, the diarrhea, lack of energy. Coughing and sneezing isn't really a part of this one. Okay. It's, they get really tired Kind of like the symptoms you would see in humans. They have no energy no matter how much they rest. They're tired. They have those sores. These three, the big thing was make sure you're keeping it clean, relatively clean. It doesn't have to be spotless. It's not going to be spotless. Your critter will not let you. (laughs) So the elements we've talked up to this point are what I consider the mild ones. They're not really detrimental, but they can be if not taken care of, obviously. Yeah, well, they can be prevented by a cleaning schedule. And proper diet. Yeah. But these next ones, if you catch them early on, your critter will be okay, but they're going to leave their mark and you have, with some of them, you have a very short time to catch it. Yeah. So we're going to start this off with metabolic bone disease. It's caused by a lack of UV or calcium. If your critter has metabolic bone disease, they don't have enough calcium or they didn't have the UV to process the calcium they do have. And I mean, we've
1: talked about how important UV B is. Right. Not just UV, not... Any standard fluorescent bulb, yes, they all give off a UV, but that's UVA. And even some UVB bulbs are not true UVB. Real sunlight would be best if they can get it through a window. That'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah, like Thurston's literally right in front of a window and he loves it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can see him pressed up against the glass every evening because that's when the sun comes through the window.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we just talked about what causes it. A great way to prevent this, make sure you have proper lighting, and have a multivitamin or a calcium supplement. Yeah. It It really doesn't hurt them. It's actually
1: recommended. They make calcium supplements that you can put in their water, that you can sprinkle on the food, you can get gut-loaded mealworms, superworms, crickets.
0: A good way to tell if your critter has this is they'll have bowed legs. For turtles and tortoises, they would have a soft shell or a deformed shell. But really, if your critter doesn't look right, like their leg is cocked a really weird way and they're walking with it like that, or their legs are bowed, their back or their rib cage seems funny, their tail's in a weird angle or pattern, it's probably metabolic bone disease or MBD. A lack of calcium can cause MBD, but it takes. Like, years for it to start showing effect.
1: Yeah, so similar to the conditions that, like, Thurston and um, Hero and our geckos were in when before we rescued them. Right. Yeah, the guy literally said they don't need sunlight.
0: Yeah. And before deformities ever start happening, the lack of energy and lethargy will set in heavily. Like, they won't move. And that's how bad it'll get before they start getting deformed. Yeah. So you have plenty of time to get this corrected.
1: Yeah. They're just watch for symptoms. And if, if your critter is acting weird and you don't know why, take them to the
0: vet. MBD, really big deal if it takes effect, but you have a long time before it starts taking its full effect and actually affects your critter. So just make sure you have proper lighting, UVB lighting, give them the calcium This next one, this is where we start getting into the graphic warning that we got in earlier. It's mouth rot. Mouth rot is caused when a critter gets so stressed it weakens their immune system and their immune system can no longer fight the bacteria that resides in their mouth. They start getting these really nasty sores, dead tissue in their mouth. Kind of makes your critter look like a zombie from the inside of their mouth.
1: That's a weird analogy.
0: Well, when you think of a zombie, what do you think of the rotting tissue sores from where tissue's starting to rot? Their mouth becomes zombified. I'm trying to keep it as not graphic as possible. Y'all get the picture. Rotting tissue. Nasty, nasty blisters. So, the easiest way to prevent this, make sure the environment's proper, proper diet, make it, keep it as clean as you can not spotless because it's not going to happen just relatively clean and if you know there's something that might be stressing out your critter remove it there's a decoration that they don't exactly agree with take it out
1: yeah i've recently seen a lot of home decor (laughs) please don't do that no absolutely not make it as natural for them as you can
0: Yeah, it's what they know. It's what their natural instincts tell them is right. Like, I know you seeing an enclosure set up like a miniature house for a bearded dragon is adorable. And you want to do it. Don't. That bearded dragon is not happy, no matter what you see on social media. So that critter is like in there half the time it's supposed to be. And that's just added stress.
1: Yeah. Going from enclosure to enclosure or being out in the open like we have discussed before. Critters are not, not happy that way.
0: So, this very last one, it's the worst one. It's highly contagious. Humans can catch it. Very deadly. It's called... Amybiasis. Amebiasis. Close enough. <laughs> Thank you, random voice. But amoebiasis is a parasitic infection caused by an excess of fecal matter in an enclosure. It primarily affects herps that eat raw meat. But of course it can affect any other critter, herbivores, insectivores, omnivores, especially if they eat their fecal matter whether by accident or on purpose. And it's highly contagious, so if you notice the symptoms of amoebiasis, keep that critter isolated if they live in a community tank take them out immediately and keep a close eye on the rest of the community and then you need to remove the rest of the community and scrub down everything disinfect it be sure to wash the disinfectant off before you put everything back but scrub everything replace your substrate wash down the plants disinfect all of the things that you can including the enclosure Watch everything out really well and bring it... Then you can put it back and put everybody else back in.
1: Yeah, it's also known as uh, amoebic dysentery.
0: Yeah, but I figured that's more of a mouthful than trying to butcher the name.
1: (laughs) I think amoebic dysentery is much easier to say. Yeah, well, it can also be by drinking infected water.
0: Yeah, but... In an enclosure that you take care of. Well, yeah, but
1: if... uh, If for some reason you're collecting your critter's water naturally, which could happen, uh, if another critter is using that as their restroom, or if you're going to a, a Creek or a stream nearby and there's a cow field just above that. Right. You could, it could also cause the same thing.
0: Yeah. Just make sure when it's feeding time, you put their food in a clean dish. When I go to feed, I always at least take it and beat everything out of it and wipe it down. Yeah. And then, of course, I obviously do that with the water dish because the water's going to look gross. But this one, it's very... It needs immediate medical attention. Even if you don't have proof, if you believe your critter might be contracting amoebiasis, get them to the vet. The minute you realize. Don't handle... A critter you suspect a, with amoebiasis with your bare hands, wear gloves, because you can contract it yourself. Well,
1: that, I mean, any if you suspect they're sick in any way, don't handle them with your bare hands. Right. Wear gloves, wear a mask. Yeah. Wash your hands. Yep. Disinfect everything. Absolutely. Get them to a vet. Yes.
0: That's all of the common elements. There's, I'm sure there's a ton more out there, but those are the important ones in my mind. That people need to watch out for because they're the most common. Even yeah. though some of them are very brutal. And we would like to say, oh yeah, your critter's never going to have this. Accidents happen. But
1: almost all of them can be prevented by a care routine. Yeah. Look at your pet. Look at your critter. Look at, look at its enclosure. Yeah. Even if you clean weekly and you walk by and your critter's... Enclosure needs to be clean, just clean it.
0: Yeah. Most of the time it's just scooping out the substrate, wiping down a few smudges on the glass.
1: Everybody has those days or weeks that you just have to use the bathroom more. Yep. Critters are the same.
0: But if your critter's using the bathroom excessively, that's also a problem. That would be a sign that you may need to get them to a fit. (laughs) Yep. That's all really I have to say on this. You got anything to add? No. All right, well... Thank y'all for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, leave us a review, let us know what you think. Follow us on our socials, go join our Patreon. We're going to start posting exclusive content on there. Join us in Charlotte next weekend, July 9th and 10th, for Repticon. I'm personally going to be there. And we're doing a giveaway. You get a chance to win a free mother beam and a free enclosure up to 120 gallons. Yeah, it's pretty awesome It's a pretty big giveaway, but
1: you do have to be there to enter
0: Yes, we're working on a social media giveaway, but we're not going to do that for a while And we have a listener from UK now Yeah, that's true, we do so
1: Now we're in three countries
0: If you don't live in America, please reach out to us We want to send you some stickers, maybe a t-shirt
1: Maybe Maybe
0: But, yeah, we like to hear from our listeners. So if you're listening, reach out to us. Let us know how you found us and what you like about it. And we're very open to criticism. Tell us what you don't like, too. That's all I have. Bye. Bye. is tweeting go to the vet.